Eagles Entertainment. Welcome, Eagles everywhere, to the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro with you as we get into the month of May. The NFL schedule coming out in just a day or so. We're excited to see what that means for this very uncertain 2020 season. Hope everyone is healthy and safe and doing the right things out there as the country starts to reopen. And that is an optimistic thing as the weather turns warmer and we start thinking about the 2020 Eagles season. With that, our Eagles Insider podcast here. Well, we've got a great one for you. We're going to take a look back at a memorable game in our Eagles flashback. Back in December of 2013, the Detroit Lions came to Lincoln Financial Field and it turned into, yeah, the snowball. The Eagles beating the Lions 34 to 20. We're going to recreate that game for you right here as the weather turns warmer and we can think about football. But to begin this Eagles Insider podcast, we get exclusive one-on-one Carson Wentz in this offseason. We've met with him a while ago. We didn't talk football. It was more about doing work in the community to help those in need during this global pandemic. Now we're talking football and we're talking fatherhood and we're talking the last time we talked to Carson was before the Eagles played in the postseason game against Seattle. Wentz did not make it through that game, lasting just nine snaps before a Jadavian Clowney hit sent him off the field. The Eagles have lost so many players this season, but the one guy they cannot afford to lose is their quarterback. Boy, that's some of the worst news you could possibly hear, that Carson Wentz has a chance that he may not be back in this game. And a new quarterback came into play. And it will be McCown coming into the game. Josh McCown, in his 17th year, 40-year-old quarterback, has played for too many teams to name before they snapped the football. Ultimately, it was not enough, and the Eagles' season ended. Wentz, though, is healthy. He's happy. Just one week ago, he became a father. So we talk about all of that, as well as the Eagles' draft of 2020, which everybody has talked about. So here we go, one-on-one with number 11, Eagles quarterback, Carson Wentz. Time now to bring in Eagles quarterback, Carson Wentz, who I haven't spoken to uh, since before he and his wife, Madison, had the beautiful Hadley Jane Wentz, eight pounds, two ounces on April 27th. Carson, congratulations, and give me the scouting report on everything that happened during that experience. Yeah, uh, it was truly remarkable. Um, honestly, probably the most uh, incredible day of my life, just seeing um, my wife be, you know, the rock star that she was to um, finally meeting that, that sweet little girl. And, um, yeah, it's just it's truly a miracle and seeing, you know, God's God's creation come to life like that. And, um, yeah, it's been uh, something that we cherish already and uh, finally starting to get into a little little groove with our uh, one-week-old little girl. So, um it's truly been a blessing, and uh, we've loved every second of it. All right, Carson, the big question, of course, is have you changed diapers? Oh, yeah. Changed plenty. I'm like in seasoned vet already. <laughs> <laughs> it really is a wonderful thing. It, it, do you feel like an instant your life has changed moment when she's born? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, 
was one of those things. I think both my wife and I, like the second we saw her and she was, you know, laying on mom's chest, it's just like, uh, you're just in awe. You're kind of just shocked at, at, you know, this is, this is our little girl. She's ours. Um, and so yeah, life's definitely changed and, uh, we knew that we've been preparing for that and, uh, we're pretty pumped about it. Congratulations to both of you on that and enjoy every moment of it. It goes very quickly. Carson, before we get into football, uh, there is the, obviously we've got this global pandemic happening and I know that the audience of one foundation has a special day on Friday. Can you tell us a little bit about that day? It's called the AL1 Day of Relief. What exactly is that? Yeah, so the AL1 Day of Relief is our substitute for the softball game. You know, unfortunately, given the circumstances that we're all living in right now, we had to cancel the softball game, which not only uh, was a ton of fun uh, for all the guys every year, but um, also was a big fundraiser for our foundation to, you know, give back and support, uh, the local community and other communities as well. But, uh, right now we've been, um, participating in, uh, what we call the love from the crumb initiative through AO one through our food truck. Um, and we've been distributing, um, lots of groceries and essentials. Um, I think we've done approximately 1700, um, grocery boxes. Um, each box weighs, you know, about 13, 13 pounds, I believe I was told. And so it's got all your, all your ingredients to, to make some meals, some, some quick snacks, some paper towels, some of the essentials. Um, and we've been, you know, distributing those to all sorts of areas in need, people on the front lines, hospitals, uh, fire departments, um, you know, those that are in need from, you know, school kids and, and just different things. And so it's been, uh, it's been really cool to see the support we've gotten and to see the feedback we've gotten uh, from the people that are receiving these boxes and how truly cherished and valued um, they feel in those moments in this, you know, during this time of crisis. Okay, great stuff. And fans can get involved in Friday's event by doing what? Yes, yeah, so um, they can go to AO1Foundation.org and you can find ways um, to, to not just give back, but there'll be lots of things through our social media pages, um, you know, with giveaways and um, you know, auction items from, from me and from my teammates and some just unique things that people can, uh, can bid on and win, but also just donate, um, and support, um, really the local Philadelphia community and surrounding areas. Um, it's just our way of challenging people and fans and, you know, everyone all over to, um, get involved and, you know, give back to the, to the local area out there in Philly. And so, um, yeah, it's a special day, and for us, it's it's our way of substituting the softball game and still trying to rally rally behind a cause and give back to the area out there. Carson, as we look now and pivot toward 2020, the Eagles very busy in free agency, largely dealing with the defensive side of the ball. We talked about that when we last spoke. And then on draft weekend, adding three wide receivers in the draft, trading for Marquise Goodwin. How do you feel about this influx of weapons around you with this Eagles offense? Yeah, I'm very excited. Um, obviously, I think there's no denying it. Everyone, you know, go turn on the tape or go see the additions that we added. There's, there's a bunch of speed there. Uh, and I've seen jokes about, you know, we got a, we got a full track team now. So uh, I'm excited to, to get to work with these guys and really see their speed come to life uh, out on the field and, and how we can use some of these guys. And, and, you know, unfortunately, we're a little – hand-tied right now with what we're able to do and how we're able to, to get together with, with 
guys as a team. But uh, whenever that day comes, I'm excited to, to finally get back out there and see how we can use all, all of these new weapons as well as, you know, the, the reliable guys that we've had and, um, you know, be creative on offense this year. Carson, I know that we're in a virtual off-season program. So in terms of developing chemistry or adding guidance or so forth with these young players, particularly Jalen Rager, the first-round draft pick, how do you go about doing that? Yeah, it's definitely tough. And, you know, there's really no, no right or wrong formula for how you can do that. Um, for me right now, it's just simply trying to stay in touch with him and, and text with him and, and talk with him. But, um, you know, over these next few weeks, as we get more into the virtual program and, um, you know, the, the rookies are able to get more involved with meetings and all of that stuff, um, that'll pick up and, you know, it's a feeling out process. I, I mean, everyone around the league is feeling this out and how we can, you know, make best use of our time that we do have um, through virtual meetings and virtual training and everything. So, uh, you know, nothing can, can fully replace being together and being in a building and working on the field and everything, but uh, we're going to try and do the best we can. And uh, whenever that time comes that we're able to get on the field, we're going we're gonna hit to hit the ground running. So with Jalen Rager, Carson, are you have you watched film of him? Do you have a, a sense of what he might be able to add to this to this passing game? Absolutely, I'm really excited. Um, I see uh, a very explosive playmaker um, with the ball in his hands for one. You know, on screens and underneath things, and how he can take a, a two, three, four yard pass and, and take it the distance. Um, obviously, you've seen the punt returns and just how explosive he is with the ball in his hand. But then, you know, what gets me excited is his his downfield passing or pass catching ability. You know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a tough trait to find some days um, and guys that can really just track a football and are really dynamic down the field. And that's something that jumps out uh, on his tape and his ability to, to go up and high point a ball for, you know, being uh, uh, not, maybe not the tallest guy and, and just the way he, he can track footballs and, and you know, get by defenders, um, you know, deep down the field um, is really what gets me most excited. Carson, you know that people want to know your thoughts here on the 53rd selection overall in the draft from Oklahoma, Jalen Hurts, a quarterback. What was your reaction at the time of the selection? And now that it's sunk in a little bit, you've had time to think about, about that. How do you feel about adding a quarterback that early in the draft? Yeah, I mean, he's my teammate, and, I, and I'm excited to get to work with him. I've heard nothing but great things about about Jalen, and I've you know gotten a chance to talk to him a little bit here and there. And, uh, I know for him it's tough just being in the off season. I know my rookie year there was so much to learn, and I needed every rep and every meeting that I could. And now obviously he's missing a lot of that, so I know it's tough, tough there. And I feel for him a little bit there, but you know he'll be, he'll be up, he'll get up to speed as best he can. And you know I'm excited to get to work with him, and this, the same way I've always been excited to work with the, the other quarterbacks that are always in our room. So um, you know I trust I trust Howie and the the rest of this staff to always make the best decisions for the team and um you know I, I believe i showed my trust in them when i when i signed a long-term deal to be here so I, I think if i started questioning things now uh i would really be questioning myself too so uh i trust their their decisions that they make are in the best interest of this team and uh you know i, I feel confident with what they're doing speaking of that quarterback room carson you are now the elder statesman of that room for the first time in your career. And I wonder what that means to you, if it changes anything with the way you approach the game each day or relate to the other quarterbacks in the room. Yeah, I don't think it really changes anything for me. You know, I mean, going into last year, I thought I was about to be the elder statesman in the room. Um, 
Uh, and then obviously Josh was a late addition and Josh was, you know, amazing to have as a teammate and as a backup and everything. But, um, got a, got a little taste and a glimpse of what that looks like, um, before he got there. And, you know, I feel good with it. You know, I think, I, I don't really care if we got rookies in there or 40 year old men, uh, like Josh, you know, as long as, you know, we can all create a really healthy working environment that's competitive, that's uplifting, that's challenging. And, um, we all get along and just, you know, it's all for the betterment of the team and for the city. Uh, I'm excited with who's ever in there. And, you know, I know we're going to, we're going to do some big things together. Carson, this offseason program, it is all virtual. So how do you become a better quarterback? How do you prepare for the 2020 season? How do you balance being a new father with the idea that you're in such a strange new football environment? Yeah, it's tough. It's definitely tough. Um, you know, I, I got myself a couple couple nets to throw to. So instead of throwing to receivers all the time, I'm going to be throwing a little more to nets. Um, but, you know... Everyone around the league and around the country is dealing with the same problem right now, and so it's it's how do you find a way to to stay on top of your you know your strength and conditioning, um, and then mentally stay sharp. And you know it looks different for every position, but for me, you know I got to stay active, throwing the ball and uh, being out on the grass. And you know we we all got to be creative in how we how we do that and how we find ways to. But uh, I'm confident in my ability, and you know I've talked to a lot of my teammates and seen what they're doing, and uh, I feel that we're in a really good place. You know you can't. Uh, fully replace the time on the grass together that we're going to be missing. But uh, I know guys are getting their work in and, and staying in shape. And uh, like I said earlier, when we all do get back together, we're going to hit the ground running, and I'm quite confident in that. So, so all of this, it doesn't change the goals that you have, the whatever you set out to achieve in the offseason, those goals remain? For sure. I, I think, you know, it's one of those things, obviously you try and build up your offseason program to – um, to get you to the end of April when you report for, um, you know, OTAs and OSPs and all of that stuff. And now that's just changed. Now we're, we're kind of just, now we're building up to, to whenever, whenever we get back together, we're not really sure. Um, you know, training camps usually in July, but we're still, um, we're doing OTAs. They just look different. So, uh, for me, there's the physical demand of, of the buildup and the progression in the off season, uh, really doesn't change all that much. It just looks different. Your environment looks different. Um, and the way you go about it is, is a little different. But, but getting the work in, the workload, uh, that doesn't change. And then finally, Carson, I wonder, do, do you go in here, is your mindset that there's going to be a full 2020 NFL season? Do you kind of not try to think that far in advance? I mean, how do you approach this, this idea of a season from a mental standpoint? Yeah, mentally I'm approaching it like we got a, a regular season coming up. Um, you know, I realize where we're at in the world, um, and I'm not the one that's going to be making decisions. Are we playing? Are we not? Are there fans? Are we not? All those things, that's out of my control. So for me, I can control what I can control, and that's getting myself ready for, you know, late July to report for training camp and doing everything I can uh, right now to be ready for that. And um, we'll, we'll let the cards fall where, where they may and as they may. But, uh, you know, I'm hoping and I'm praying that, that we're out there having a season um, that, that we got fans in the stands and all of that. But, you know, time will tell, and, and only God knows right now. Carson, thank you so much. Can't wait to see you again. Good luck with everything. Keep changing those diapers and enjoy every single minute of it. Congratulations once again. Absolutely. Thanks, Dave. Great stuff there from Carson. And now we turn back the clock in this Eagles flashback. The ball is spotted. The kick is away. And the kick is... Goal! 
It was December 8th, 2013, and it looked like it would just be any December Sunday. The Detroit Lions were in town. The Eagles were in their first season with Chip Kelly at the helm. And then it all turned crazy. Mother Nature had its way, and the Eagles and the Lions played in a snowstorm. The Eagles eventually winning the game, a crazy one. Marilyn Mike in the booth could not believe what they were seeing. If you braved the elements and came to this game, you are being rewarded. You will never forget this. A lot of those plays, Merrill, that are in the playbook, they were not designed for these conditions. So I think you have to get away from a lot of what's in the playbook and just go very simple. If you get off coverage on the outside, give it to your wide receiver. Let him pick up four yards or six yards. But you've got to keep it simple. And and really, you have to get away from a lot of the things that you expected to do coming into this football game. That came as the uh, aftermath of Nick Foles' first interception of the season. At the end of the day, the Eagles had 24 points scored in the fourth quarter. They raised their record to 8-5. and five. They won their fifth straight game, and they took over sole possession of first place in the NFC East. And it was a day for Shady McCoy, who just could not be stopped. For McCoy, it was the first time in snow, and it was bad. It was also great. Actually playing all my football in Pennsylvania, this was the worst game I ever played in, weather-wise. It also seems like you like the best game, too. McCoy ended up rushing for 217 yards, 29 carries, two touchdowns, and the rest of his teammates amazed. Brent Selleck chipped in with two catches, 29 yards, and a big slide into the snow. And, yeah, he had a lot of fun watching McCoy carve up the Lions. Dude, I'm telling you, it was insane. There was, there was like, sometimes it felt like eight inches on the ground in some spots. I mean, when you would step, you couldn't even touch the grass. So the fact that he was doing that, I mean, it's, it's crazy. They're going to be talking about that game forever. Deshaun Jackson, four catches, 59 yards, and for a Southern California kid, playing in the snow was something special. It's just something like you dream about being a kid, you know, being from California, it's sunny all the time, uh, you know, barely raining. But uh, as a kid growing up, I used to dream like, man, I, one day playing some snow, have fun, slide around, just do crazy things. Even for Kelly, he said the players were just like little kids out there frolicking in the white stuff. They had a lot of fun. You know, they kind of probably went back to when they were little kids running around out there. It was, it was a, it, interesting just for me just to see how those guys were excited about playing in it. And, and I thought our fans were, <laughs> I don't know if I would have been sitting out there, I can tell you that, but they, they were awesome. Quarterback Nick Foles. Had some trouble holding on to the football. He fumbled once, struggled a bit throwing the ball. 11 of 22, 179 yards and a touchdown. Remember, that was the 27-2 and two year. For Foles, it was just about managing the offense and waiting for the historic fourth quarter. Going into this game, facing adversity in the first half, facing the elements of the snow, and all that, I think it was just a big win because it does allow us to grow together as a team because we went through all this together and we were able to you know, stay on the right path and continue to motivate each other and nobody wavered from what we knew we could accomplish. And that will do it for our Eagles flashback as well as this episode of the Eagles Insider Podcast. I'm Insider Dave Spadaro. Thanks so much to Peter Kelly and Ray Doyle for their great work putting it all together. 
And thanks to you for joining us each and every week. If you have a moment to drop us a five-star rating, we would appreciate it very much. On Monday, we've got a great one for you. We're going to go inside football administration. Jake Rosenberg, the vice president of football administration, joining us. We're going to dig deep into the salary cap, the new CBA, everything that happened just before free agency and COVID-19 changed our world. Thanks for joining, everyone. Have yourselves a great Eagles day and fly, Eagles, fly. E-A-T-L-E-S.